let us bow. Our Father in heaven, it is good in the quietness of this afternoon to come together about thy holy work and ask of thee a blessing as thou seest it fit to impart it to everyone, O Lord, to supply the need that only thou art able to do so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. would like to read and meditate with the Lord's help out of the Word of God as found in the third epistle of John. The elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospered. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Beloved, thou dost faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. <clears throat> because that for his name's sake they went forth, taking nothing of the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. I wrote unto the church, but Diophanes, who loved to have preeminence among them, received us not. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he doeth, prating against us with malicious words, and not content therewith, neither that he himself receive the brethren, and forbiddeth them that would, and casteth them out of their church. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. Demetrius had a good report of all men and of the truth itself. Yea, and also we also bear record, and ye know that our record is true. I had many things to write, but I will not with ink and pen write unto thee, but I trust I shall shortly see thee, and we shall speak face to face. Peace be to thee. Our friends salute thee. Greet the friends by name.
<clears throat> this letter, the third letter, ascribed to the Apostle John, the one that lay at Jesus' breast, the Apostle of Love, of whom Jesus said that if he so decides that he should tarry till he come, till the Lord comes back, he told Peter, what's that to thee? He wrote this epistle, and he is the only one that tradition tells us that did not suffer a martyr's death. He died a normal death. He lived to an old age. So this letter, we gather, was written quite late. It probably was written toward the end of the first century. And what strikes us in this letter also, as in the previous one, if you look, how many times truth is being mentioned? How many times truth is being mentioned? In the second letter, when he writes, <clears throat> the elder and the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not only I only, but also all they that have known the truth, for the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. It seems that truth was a, a special burden for the apostle to point that out. Was it that at that time already there was much deception going around? So-called false gospels, gospels that were changed, things taken away, things added to it. And I think we can identify with this problem even in our time, while nominally it says there are so many Christians. But as that one little girl asked her teacher, recently I heard when the teacher told her, yes, she was a Christian, are you a true Christian? No. The truth is so important. Love is being much talked about. And love, people like to identify with it. But when we talk about love, often feelings get mixed in and things get sometimes muddled up at the expense of the truth. In Ephesians, We read in verse chapter 4, Till we all come in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that henceforth, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. 
but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. <clears throat> this idea of being tossed to and fro will happen if we are not firmly grounded in the truth. And we see that happening when people, they just hop from one church to another, whichever they, they feel like, or whether they have a difficulty in one place, they think that they can avoid it going to another place, or because the one church offers a better program and more entertainment. These that do that, they are not grounded in the truth. And the truth is so important. When Jesus stood before Pilate and, <clears throat> and Jesus told them the reason why he came, he said, for this I came into the world, to bear witness of the truth, to bear witness of the truth. And of himself, Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the truth, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth is so important that we dare not compromise it. We must love it. The danger of not loving the truth, we can read in, in the Thessalonians, the Epistle of Thessalonians. which speaks and re refers especially to the last times in which we live in. For the mystery of iniquity already work, doth already work. Only he who now let it will let until he be taken out of the way. And if we understand this right, it does refer to the church to the, those that bear the true witness of Christ in this world. And when that is removed, then deception is going to go rampant. And this is what is going to happen. And then shall the wicked one be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. What a deceit, power and, and lying wonders. With all the civilness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Why? Why? Because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. That's the consequence of not loving the truth, of being willing to compromise in some way, perhaps, in a little way at first, to compromise the truth. You know, the truth, when it's declared, must be believed and obeyed. But if we don't obey the truth, if we think we can get away with it, it will cause blindness it will end up in deceit. We must love the truth. Jesus is the truth. We must love God. Without obedience, we, there is no loving God. 
God doesn't look to us to respond with feelings. God looks to us. He wants obedience. The love that Jesus Christ had for his Father was perfected in his obedience even to the death of the cross. And our love is not perfected till we obey God. There is no way, there is just no other way of loving God. God said, he is that loves me that keeps my commandments. There is just no other way. And what commandment? To obey the truth. That's why the truth is so important. Jesus came to bear witness of the truth. And without the truth, we are not made free. We dare not compromise it just based on some good feelings, because this is nice. If it's in conflict with the truth, beware. Speaking the truth in love, together. And I believe that the Apostle John had a special burden. That's why he made so many references. If we would count the number of times, perhaps eight or perhaps 10 times, truth is being mentioned in this short epistle, one of the shortest epistles, for the truth's sake. Not because we like, not because uh, we have a feeling, but for the truth's sake. Whom I, as is wrote here in, in the second epistle, for the truth's sake which dwelleth in us. And then he says, in both epistles, if you read it, it says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. I think we can identify that too. But the joy it is when we see our children walking in the truth. They can be successful, they can make a lot of money, they can have a lot of connections and so forth. No, that's not it. For a Christian, for a true believer in Christ, it's the most precious thing to see his children walking in the truth. There is no greater joy. The devil has tried in the past through all kinds of means to to persecute the Christians, to do away with the scriptures, to lull Christians into, into sleepiness, not to be alert, and that has happened, in the, especially in the land of plenty that we live in. But his most effective tool in this last time is deceit, is the very attack on the truth. And there are all kinds of translations to, to suit one or the other, and it always amazes me sometimes when you pick up a book and read it and makes a point, and it, it's a good point, you can agree, it is scriptural, but the scripture that is being used, some obscure, at least to me, translation is being used, and say, well, if I check it up in my King James, what connection is there? How do we know the truth? Well, the truth is only one, and that God is his own interpreter and gives his own evidence for his truth, and that is that it works. 
that everybody can see for himself what the Bible says is true because it works. When the Bible says, repent, be reconciled to God, and when you go through that experience, you testify, it is true, it works. It works. It's true, it works. And unto us has been given much light. Much light. It is, I mean, I have been around now some time already. And when I look around, I haven't come across, perhaps there are, but uh, a denomination that still proclaims the truth about the sinful state of man. That's what the truth reveals about salvation through repentance and faith in Christ Jesus and a changed life. There are, I hear here and there, but I haven't met them. And we are simple brothers from the midst of the brethren are being appointed to proclaim the truth. Brothers that are known, that are known by their weaknesses, and those that are close to them, they know their weaknesses and failures. And it's a reminder to them to remain humble because we need day by day also mercy, forgiveness. But we can rejoice in that the truth is being proclaimed, that the truth still convicts men and still grants unto them peace when they embrace it, sets them free. And as long as that happens, the truth evidently is in our midst, is being proclaimed. Let's hold it precious. The truth that is proclaimed in our midst, there's only one truth, really, you know, has been tested or times. You know, and it is when, when it costs really to you, when it costs you something to uphold the truth, to obey it, when it really, the witness is there. As long as you accommodate and, you know, to suit you, what you profess in your mouth, you know, that's not, that may not be the truth. But the truth, like wisdom, is justified by those that embrace it, profess it, obey it. And that's the witness that Jesus Christ gave of the truth, and that's what has been committed unto us, and we must continue till the Lord sees it fit to take us from here. There is no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. And the Apostle John here meant for the church. He was an aging apostle, I don't think it was his fleshly children he was talking about, but he was talking of those that, as the Apostle Paul also said, that he was a father to them because through the gospel God did bring to the new birth. And there's no greater joy than to see that, and that's my hope and prayer also for those that should follow here. You know, as we get older, as we see the ranks thinning of those that have gone before, and if I look over there, Brother Jarko is not there anymore. You know, there are others which must follow. They must see the witness. They must see the truth lived. 
and that gives us joy that there, yes, there's going to be a church here till the Lord comes. To him be all the honor and glory evermore. Amen.
Heavenly Father, we thank thee for the simplicity that is contained in thy love and in thy word. How thy truth and thy love work together to bring about the best for man. That it is in the meeting of these two things, thy great truth and justice and thy great love, that we see personified in Jesus Christ. And Heavenly Father, this is still the path that the church must tread, for when either love or truth suffers, thy body suffers, and thy witness is injured here below. Heavenly Father, as we read through the words from the hymn that we have just sang about true charity, that's really the thing that we need to all strive for, that we need thy constant reminding that Charity, love, must always have truth as part of it. That true love will not abide error, but will seek for restoration of truth. But the love that we have one for another is going to be the mark to the world that we are thy disciples. Heavenly Father, help us not to lose sight of either of these two great things that we must hold to, and help us to grant us the grace and strength to do so until thou wilt return again. We thank thee for the uh, faithful witness of the many brothers and sisters that have gone before us already, and we pray, Heavenly Father, that thou wilt also continue with us, that we may also walk in the truth, and bring joy uh, not only um, to thy face, but also to the, the angelic host that watches what we do here below. Perhaps even the saints that have gone before are even watching now to see what it is that we will do, how we will continue uh, as they have left to their reward. Heavenly Father, we do not know much about the heavenly realm. We do not understand uh, exactly everything that lies beyond this life. Our portion is to strive to follow thee here, and so we would pray for grace and ability to do that. We need thy infilling spirit. We need thy grace from above to guide us and to lead us and to overcome uh, our fleshly nature as we heard of this morning the, to, uh, to not just uh, reform our lives but transform them into something that is useful and beautiful for thee be with all those throughout this world of thine that are living for thee that are striving to walk the narrow way those that are preaching the truth in difficult circumstances that are suffering for thy name's sake here we have it so good, Heavenly Father, but help us not to forget that this is not the case in many places in this world. Be with those that are sick, those that are going through uh, various illnesses or trials. Dear Lord, thou dost know each one, and we also want to pray for the many grieving families. We know there have been many funerals in the last little while in our circles, and Heavenly Father, we would pray that thy spirit would be the one who comes alongside to those that are in grief and grants them strength and comfort and hope to press on to the final end. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Speaking the truth in love that we may grow thereby. You know, if you, if you cannot speak the truth because It hurts too much. The apostle had to say to some churches, you are babes. You, know, I, you could not yet take it. 
I had to be with you like a nursemaid because you would be so easily upset. We should examine ourselves when we are easily upset because the truth is being said to us personally whether we need to grow more. Speaking the truth in love and dear ones, you know from the vantage point that I'm here now, I can see only one person in the first two benches. And I see there the handicapped benches, grown-ups sitting there. If you would please remember next time to sit in front of the handicapped benches and leave their benches behind it for the mothers with small children that cannot sit quiet. No. Please remember. And don't be hurt because I said it. This concludes our service.